Good morning, role players. Can you all hear me out there? Good. Let's get into it. This is In and Out of Character, a podcast about role playing and role players. everybody, my name is Mr. Ireland and welcome to in and out Character, a conversation about role-playing. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Today I have with us Wolf. I'm going to just call you by your Discord name, is that okay? Yeah, 90% of people in my life know me by that name anyway, so it's all good. Wolf, you and I have been role-playing for about, uh, I'm going to say a little over a year now. Well, at, least we've, at least we've known each other for a little over a year now. We've role-played a little bit before I had to take a brief reprise from role-playing. Mm-hmm. I think that timeline seems about right. Mm-hmm. And we started in Elder Scrolls Online, so it's safe to say that you are a MMO role-player through and through. Uh, yeah, that'd be fair to say. Uh, yeah. Although, really, my experiences beyond ESO are kind of minimal. <laughs> Oh yeah, what other uh, what other systems have you tried? The only other real MMO RPG that I've ever done is Guild Wars, and uh-huh. I actually oh, got which one? Uh, one Guild Wars. To, I think it's two. Oh, yeah, two. Oh, oh. There's it, a I, good chance you and I, I could actually, have role played at one point. Oh, probably not. I haven't really gotten involved in the RP section of it because uh, I only got started like a few months ago, uh, mm-hmm. and it was mostly just exploring around, figuring out what uh, what's what, and then taking a break and then reading the lore and being like, okay, this is a lot more interesting than I you know, first gave it credit for, and then going back into it. And uh, the ADHD brain means I'm always darting between my various subjects. So uh, Guild Wars hasn't really stuck the commitment uh, lately, but it is, it is definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I like the... I like the theme of Guild Wars 2. I like the idea of Guild Wars 2, where there's magic and... Uh, I, I like to call it magic and ammunitions, where it's this weird combination of, of like, modernized... Uh, a, a weird... Mm, I'm not going to say modernized society, but, like, a, a, a society that has definitely improved uh, culturally through uh, engineering, but magic is still also a very prominent thing. I think that's the reason why I like... Final Fantasy role-playing so much, but there's something about Elder Scrolls uh, in just this primal fantasy role-playing. Not yeah. primal fantasy. Uh, High fantasy. fantasy. High fantasy, there we go. Thank you. Uh, role-playing that really just digs into me, and I've also just loved Elder Scrolls since I've ever, since I picked up Oblivion way, way back. Yeah. Elder Scrolls is really good for, uh, especially if you're a storyteller, it's really good for just uh, roping you in. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, it may all seem superficial on the surface. Like, you can just play a game and enjoy a game. But once you start reading the books, or you start looking at why is this thing the way it is uh, in the universe, it's very good to just uh, easily able to spiral down into weird rabbit holes. Um, I'll admit, like, my first Elder Scrolls experience was Skyrim. But then I went back and played uh, Morrowind and Oblivion through. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're both really good, but uh, I just I think it's because I started with Skyrim. That's probably gonna remain my favorite for uh, the for as long as it can, really. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but Skyrim was definitely like the start. And when I was like, "Why is the world the way it is?" I had to go back and take a look and figure out what was happening uh, before Skyrim was, you know, in existence in the first place. Oh, so you. You saw Skyrim. You played Skyrim, and then you were like, "What happened before Skyrim was even a thing?" So, you, and that's what brought you to Elder Scrolls, or yeah, that how, was where did... I got brought into it. Uh, the first time I actually heard of Elder Scrolls, uh, it was on a school bus with uh, some friends of mine. We were heading back uh, after a day. Of, oh, what was it? High school. It probably was in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Back in 2011. Um, and they were talking about Skyrim and they were talking about how this is like really cool high fantasy game. And then one of my friends mentioned something about glass armor 
And for some reason, that just really riled me because I'm like, that is the stupidest concept ever. Like armor made of glass, that's going to be completely useless in actual combat. So I actually avoided Skyrim actively for several months until we were visiting another friend's house and they were playing Skyrim. And I'm like, I was just like eyes wide as saucers. What is this? And then I was kind of hooked into Elder Scrolls after that. Bought Skyrim, mm. bought a different version of Skyrim, bought another version of Skyrim. Skyrim, like we all, all over do. the place. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I think I've bought Skyrim like maybe three times, four yeah, times. Um, I probably bought it. How many? I bought three different versions for the PlayStation, uh, two different versions for the Xbox 360, and then I got special edition and anniversary edition on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of like just because there's all the different versions they kept coming out with like ooh legendary edition and super mega ultra edition kind of oh, stuff. Oh god! And, all right. And my so brain was you... like, well, what what are they added with this? And I wanted to play it. So, <laughs> uh, so speaking. <laughs> all right. So I saw a meme about this, and I had to try it myself. And the meme is in Final Fantasy, you can really customize your character. So I made my character look as close to Todd Howard. As I possibly could. For anybody listening who does not know who Todd Howard is, Todd Howard is the uh, person behind Bethesda, I believe. Um, And so I would walk up to them. And in Final Fantasy, you have this sort of, it's sort of like a cell phone device. It's not exactly like that, but it just, just, it's magic cell phone. Um, And I would just walk up to people uh, as Todd Howard and say, hey, I've released Skyrim for your, for your device. Here's a free copy. And I would just do this whenever I was really, really, really bored uh, with friends of mine. And luckily, everyone seemed to get a good kick out of it because I was just doing this because the meme was funny. Yeah, one of the things uh, I used to do uh, back when uh, I like when I was really playing Skyrim like all the time. One of the things I found you could do is on Discord where you have it where it will display um, below. Like I think this was before statuses were introduced, it, but it would also say like what game you were playing. Uh-huh. And I found out that for some games that weren't like concrete games, you could edit what it was say, like what it, the game was, mm-hmm. and it counted Microsoft Word as a game. So when I'd be busy writing, I would uh, I would have it so it'd set uh, play Microsoft Word, but I have it uh, make something else. Like it'd either be playing the Elder Scrolls Six uh, open beta <laughs> or closed beta, closed alpha, whatever it was. Uh huh. Um, I would have it say like. Uh, uh, playing Skyrim on Samsung smart fridge and all that kind of stuff. Just making all these memes and every day is a different status. <laughs> more, than once I had, more than once I had someone go like, what, Elder Scrolls 6 is it, is it alpha? And I would be like all mysterious when I answered them back. <laughs> is it, um, isn't that a joke in, uh, I think I, I, I remember an old joke where they were like, we're an April Fool's joke where they're like, we're releasing Skyrim for the Alexa. And then it's like for the, for the smart, fr- uh, smart fridge capabilities coming soon. Yeah. I remember, I remember that, uh, that thing with the Alexa because it was, uh, it, there was no video attached to it. Well, there was, it was a video of the Alexa, but it was describing what was going on around you. And the guy was, I think just yelling at it, you trying it? to. Uh, <laughs> fight someone or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was so funny. I know they're joking, right? But like, let's be honest. If if I could have an Alexa, that would be like like tell me like tell me these events that are happening and wait for my reaction. Um, like a like a choose your own adventure type deal through Alexa while I was doing housework or while I was um like just doing something and I just needed something to take my mind off of the task at hand while I was doing it. I would absolutely do that. I would absolutely play an Alexa choose your own adventure game. Absolutely, but I just see that I'd have the uh, issue that I'd vacuum the same spot on the floor for like ten minutes straight because <laughs> I'm so lost in the, in the story. I'm just not paying attention <laughs> in the process. No, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, that floor would be so clean, though. Oh god, it would be just perfect, or it'd be bare, depending. Yeah. yeah. Uh, besides for Guild Wars Two and Elder Scrolls, what else have you role played? I think you've mentioned to me before that you've uh, done tabletop role playing as well. Yeah, D and D's been a thing of mine for years. Uh, got started. When did I get started? Probably in high school. I got started with D and D, and originally I was just a player. And then mm-hmm. uh, I decided I wanted to try my hand at a Star Wars uh, D&D session, uh, mm-hmm. like being the DM for this thing. And mm-hmm. I did. And although the session only lasted like two sessions and didn't really go very far, 
Right. Uh, evidently, I was a good enough DM that, like, eventually I was uh, doing some DM stuff. And now I DM with uh, friends all the time. Well, not all the time. <laughs> We've been trying for weeks to get together. We just got together last weekend for the first time. But cool. uh, before that, like, I've been doing a campaign for about a year. And then there were other campaigns. It just <clears throat> seems that I'm a perma DM now, which oh, is God. the the curse of being a good storyteller. <laughs> Absolutely. I have I have mostly also been put into the perma DM position. Uh, when it comes to tabletops, that's the reason why I like MMO role playing so much because it's it's mostly GMless unless you're doing like an event or something like that. And mm. it's just role playing between you and other person. It helps me it helps me get that RP kick that I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um so I, uh, go ahead. Uh and one of another thing I've been doing, like it's not really tabletop or online, but I have uh, writing partners, uh, one of whom is from uh, South Carolina and the other of whom I went to public school and high school with. Mm-hmm. And uh, like every single day we're writing uh, loads of uh, stories. It's basically RP, but we are, it is like writing RP. And we've written stories that are probably millions of words in length by this t- point, spanning several years before we just eventually retire the story and move on to new ones. Mm-hmm. So that's like, um, that's where I posted in the uh, whatever the arts thing here on the server right. is about mm-hmm. the, uh, the my main characters. They were from those stories, mm-hmm. and that's our Discord channel. Join the link in, down below in the in the show notes or the comments. And yeah, I'm just gonna slide that in there. Okay, and it was continuing. <laughs> Man, I'm pushing. I'm trying to push the Discord hard. Oh, I, absolutely. I push it to like anyone I talk to has interest in this kind of stuff. I'm like, hey, have you heard about this Discord? And <laughs> I appreciate you. I really do appreciate you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Um, but uh, kind of going off of the topic of like what you have role played, I want you to imagine this scene. Right, you're going into. Uh, uh, no, you you are out, you're a nature person by. By by, by, by mm. nature and by profession, yes, I'm yes. park warden. Yes, so let's say you're out and about, you're out in the woods, and you're doing whatever a park ranger does. You know, you have you know you have fake pig's blood on your face. You're you're crawling through the mud, whatever you park rangers do, and you, you, and when you turn a corner, there I am in a fake tree costume, just really really bad tree costume because I'm very bad at designing costumes, and I ask you. What's role playing to you? Like, what is the what is the reason? Not the reason you role play, but what does role playing mean to you? This is this is a very strange scenario to be in. But uh, what does role play mean to me? It is the it's the I want to say art, but it, well, it is an art in sorts of creating stories with other people. And unlike other stories, because I write all the time, uh, where I feel like. Uh, the art of creating a story like that is not so much creating. It's unearthing a story that already exists that your brain wants to tell. You just have to figure out how to tell it. And RP is always going to be dynamic because you're working with other people and they do not respond necessarily the way you think they're going to. So you can get entirely weird tangents, but it's just creating stories with other people and like, you know, living those stories out, even if they're brief or if they're long, it's creating a story. Absolutely. When did you first get into role playing? Out of out oh, of curiosity, that... like, what was your what was your first steps into the role play world? Well, I grew up with a brother who's only three years younger than me, uh, and our dad loved to like our, our my parents are awesome and they are uh, very involved with us. But uh, we shared a room for years, so it'd be like every night my brother and I would talk for several hours, even after we got told multiple times to be uh, to go to sleep. We'd be chatting with each other and creating these big stories. Uh, what, the only one I can remember off the top of my head is the story of the five mile ship, which was a ship that was five miles long. It was like a cruise ship, aircraft carrier combo. But we had so many adventures just talking about this ship. That was probably some of the earliest, aside from just, you know, playing as a kid. But mm-hmm. also throughout public school, my buddies and I would go out into the yard and we'd have all these kinds of games we'd just play out there. Like uh, there was. The stories of cyborgs or the stories of the uh, ghost guardians who were the basically lesser guardians of heaven. The angels were the high guys up and then the uh, ghost guardians were basically just mortals who were um, in service to the forces of heaven. And then mm-hmm. we created all these uh, different stories and went to high school. Those stories just kept continuing. We'd go chill out by the uh, soccer 
post and just talk and create these fun stories and uh sometimes we'd argue about no you know your character can't do that like that's just overpowered you can't kill us all at once right but yeah. but uh we just had a good time and then D D, of course and all that so i don't really know if there's one particular place where it just began because i've always been living stories because it's mm-hmm. just in the mundaneness of, of life just uh creating stories to help with boredom is my way of like you know coping with being bored and so I'm always uh, in a story whenever I'm even slightly bored. I'm somewhere else, living somewhere else. Yeah, I get that. I've always, I've always had a big imagination. And I've always sort of told stories to myself or to my friends when I'm playing. And it's really hard for me to pinpoint when exactly I started getting to the idea of role-playing. Because I've always just done it naturally for fun. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like All right. Our- my dad, uh, when we were young, he used to make these um, these wooden guns out of like table legs and stuff. So table mm-hmm. leg would be the barrel, and then he'd just carve a hill, uh, not a hill, a uh, stock out of a piece of wood. And uh, my brother and I would run around the backyard, you, you, like bang, bang, shooting at each other. And then he also created these wooden boats out of, uh, well, just wood, like two by fours and whatnot, shape them down into boats, paint them, and put some uh, little turrets on them. And down the street, there's this massive puddle that would form when it rained because a big tile leak in the field. And so my brother and I would go down there in like uh, splash pants, boots, and coats and just drive boats around in the pouring rain. And it was always so much fun. Oh, God, yeah. That does sound like a lot of fun. I'm going to do that with my son soon. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. All right, so the scenario is over. You, you've answered my questions, and I, like a weirdo, uh, hike up my brown... Uh, tree costume and run off into the woods probably never to be seen again probably probably dead actually now that i think about it that'd be the most bizarre story ever to tell the guys back at the station about (laughs) (laughs) so one of the things i like to do is i like to ask people uh the question of the week during the podcast and um at the end of the podcast uh whoever was the last person got to ask what it was and uh Miss uh, Kiana from the last episode asked, uh, what made you decide on your character's aesthetic? And I thought I would read yours first because, oh, man, I need a, I need to do something about the length of all of these responses because everyone's giving me paragraphs and I'm like, oh, I have to read these. <laughs> I, I never know. I'm like, how much information do I put here? Because like... When I info dump, I can seriously info dump. Oh, so I know it's uh, it's so hard doing a question of the week because like I wanna I wanna help inspire people out there who are listening and like help them talk about like these these small things and there's just so much information. <laughs> so your character was inspired by the Bandari. I'm sorry, Ziri was inspired by the Bandari. Can you can you tell me who the Bandari is? Uh, the Bandari are a uh, sect of uh, Khajiit society. Uh, they're roving merchant traders mm-hmm. who are also uh, tend to be thieves, tend to be master poisoners. Uh, basically, they have all the skills of the road, and that does include banditry, but also surviving banditry. They travel around, they perform, they sell wares. Probably the Khajiit uh, caravans in Skyrim are most likely Bandari caravans. Right. Um, and it's in a large part from the Bandari that the Khajiit get their negative reputation from. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the thieves, and then they'll steal stuff from you, and then you go to their stale, like, where did I lose this thing? And then you see that the thing you lost is now being sold at their uh, shop, and they're completely feigning innocence about, no idea what you're talking about, but this thing's for sale. It looks like exactly what you want. You can buy it. <laughs> So that's kind of who the Bendari are. Mm-hmm. And for anybody listening who doesn't know, the Khajiit are these cat people from Elder Scrolls, from the Elder Scrolls universe. You can see them in Oblivion, Skyrim, uh, any of the Elder Scrolls games. Uh, so, and I quote, Ziri was inspired by the Bendari. For her look, I took the look of a wanderer, took the look of her older sister, Janari, and tried to base it as much on the concept of the Bendari, Bendari I could. As their rovers, they don't have much of a unified look. And as a mage, Ziri doesn't really need armor. Her end, her end look, my God, help me. Her end look 
is designed to keep her cool in the sun and be relatively easy to clean, due in part to its colorization. Uh, I'm not going to read the rest of this here, uh, if that is okay with you. Unless <laughs> I, in, unless you, unless you're like, unless you pull out your Bowie knife and you're just like, no, read it, read it right now. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Um, but I thought that was really cool because it's it's really awesome to be able to uh, look to the cultures of these games and go, okay, I can I can see what they're going for, and I'm going to copy something along those lines for my character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like uh, Cali- Calipers, if you haven't noticed, her armor, uh, she has this roguish type look to her, but in a very formal way. And that's what I was trying to go for when I designed her outfit. Yeah. Vividly, vividly just out there. That's what I wanted. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I created uh, Ziri, um, like I said, like I was talking here about uh, her sibling, Janari, was uh, part of the inspiration. And part of it was that the two of them were supposed to be representing the two facets of the Bandari. Like, Janari is very tall, she's strong, but she's also well-dressed, presentable, and is very smooth talker and a merchant. Whereas Ziri is much smaller, sprier, but all her colors are designed to blend into the desert, and she's a very good thief, and she's uh, not much one for conversation. And they were kind of designed to be complementary both halves of the Bandari, which is the sneaky witty and the charming talk, uh, talkative. And so that was where Ziri's uh, whole inspiration come was basically just Bandari and Janari, but opposite of Janari, but still Bandari. <laughs> Sorry, my 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 son paused me for just a moment. Give me one no moment. Worries. Okay, well, apparently it was nothing at all. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing about being a parent. Sometimes your kid just walks up and is just like, "I need your attention," and you're like, "Okay, what do you need? Nothing." Oh, okay, I love you. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> not a dad myself, but maybe one mm-hmm. day. Oh yeah. Um. So reading, I'm going to read. Uh, Popier in our discard discord said usually I just make their personality first then their physique basing on what they would like as a style uh, so what they're saying is that they go ahead and make their character and then they decide what their character would want as opposed to what they would want for their character um, and I guess that I mean that does make a lot of sense I'm sitting here thinking to myself though like isn't what your character would want also something that you're that you would want for your character because it's really hard to like, it's really hard to branch those two ideals, right? Yeah, I think it would really um, depend. Because when it comes for when it comes to me, at least when I design uh, when I design characters, a lot of time my character, a lot of times my characters don't share my ideals, but they are still like a part of me, and therefore they're going to share some ideals. Uh, whenever I'm looking at any of my characters and their descriptions. Uh, for at least what they wear and whatnot, it's it may not be something I would ever choose to wear, but it's also something I wouldn't fault someone for wearing, or that if I had to wear it, I wouldn't mind it. It's just not something I would choose. So that would be the character created that, but it's also definitely subconsciously influenced by my own, uh, you know, uh, deeper. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely nothing against um, what Poppier said. Uh, obviously, uh, what that what she did obviously that's you know the right call there is no wrong call here just yeah. whatever your character would want to wear is what your character would want to wear um and uh duh. i might be pronouncing this wrong so i'm going to just say the letters and the numbers on the discord gbt8421 says currently a roman merchant artoria artorius 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 i assume artorius and a legionary a legionary German Nicholas. I'd imagine it'd be Germanicus, probably. Germanicus. Oh my god, I'm so terrible at this. Both of them with near bald heads and no facial hair because ancient Romans actually valued practicality. And I wanted to bring this one up because it's really just such an awesome thing. It's sort of what you did, where you look at a culture and you say, okay, this is what the culture wants, so this is how I'm going to fashion their, their, their style. And I really like that role players can do that when it comes to the uh, to their characters. Yeah, it's always a cool thing to see a character that uh, fits in because when you're playing like ESO, for example, and you see a character named something 
like completely out of the blue. But then you also find people who have their characters named exactly like what their culture would have named and they're like they're dressed this way and that and you're like this is a person who actually like cares about the the lore mm-hmm. and last time i'm going to just i'm going to just read one more um lovingly dull in our discord uh links down below please come join us says i generally design a character either complementary to or directly contradicting their personality like making incredibly gruff manly looking men who are also very shy and have a thing for small animals, which is fun because that's just, I, I, again, there's almost no real way to role play wrong. Unless if you're God moding um, or being a Mary Sue or uh, using in care or out of character information in character and crossing that boundary, you, there's really no other way you can mess up role playing. Because look at the characters in Elder Scrolls, you have so many different varieties of characters you can absolutely build a character and just say they like pink dresses this works like pink dresses that is absolutely i haven't seen it but i still think that's fine and don't worry you'll get to ask your question at the end of this yeah i've already been trying to brainstorm something (laughs) oh yeah so with that said i at this point i'd like to ask if you have a topic you would like to talk about or do you just want to have a conversation if you don't have a topic, actually, there is something I would like to talk about that we were just talking about a little bit earlier before we started recording. Yeah, go for it. I don't really have any topics in mind. ADHD and role-playing is a nightmare. Oh my god, I cannot remember anything from my life. I have to write things <laughs> down, or else I will not remember it. I have to consistently, even with my own character, look up things that I've already established, because I just, I cannot remember for my life some names or yeah. personalities or whatever of some of the characters that have been in her life yeah exactly it's it's a big uh uh tough thing with uh adhd and trying to uh you know follow uh the stories uh when it comes to the characters i don't really forget the uh the ideas of the character because mm-hmm. my brain just is, I, I call it a world builder's brain sometimes, that it's just, I like to hold all these details. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have most of this information just stored away in my head. I do have it written down in a few places, but most of, uh, for my character, it's all in my head. But when mm-hmm. it comes to, uh, like, actually doing the storytelling with, like, say, the, the Conclave in uh, ESO, um There'll be a lot of times there'll be like, all right, so this just happened. I'll type out my response and then I'll alt tab and watch YouTube for a minute and then be like, oh, wait, I'm doing something else. Alt tab back into uh, ESO and then read all the messages that happened and then see where I need to go from there. Because when I'm reading message by message, I might read the same message like five times waiting for the next one to come and I get bored in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'll like keep myself entertained in between and then read a whole bunch of messages at once. But this does have the downside that sometimes people try to talk to my character, particularly in that time. And mm-hmm. I was alt-tab not paying attention. So there's a big delay before I go and talk to them. And sometimes they get worried that, like, I didn't see their message or something like that. Oh, but God, no, yeah. I, I do. I do. It's just it takes me a minute to get around to reading it. Oh, God, yes. I'm horrible at that. Like, I have some people who whisper me, like, all the time. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'll get to you in a moment. And I'm answering you. And I have, like... Like, thank God in World of Warcraft, I can have these things pop up as, like, individual tabs. Uh, mm. it, even then, in World of Warcraft, I will just forget to answer the tabs all the time. And it it's, in Elder Scrolls, it's a nightmare because people are just messaging me and I will go, like, an hour and then I'll see uh, someone, uh, this person has logged off. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to respond to them. Damn it. Um... And then I feel terrible. And then I have to try to message them on Discord or wait until they come around or just send them in game mail saying, hey, I'm sorry, I'm horrible at communication. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I remember back when uh, we were first meeting, there'd be a couple of times where I'd like send a message and then I wouldn't get a response. I'd be like, oh, okay, probably busy. And then I'd go out and do stuff. I'd switch characters. And like the moment I came back from switching characters, I'd be getting a message. Yes, and God. I, I, I'd be, I'd be like, oh, okay. So there's the message. Yes, uh, I'm horrible at it because I, I saw you pop away, and then I was like, ah, oh, god damn it, no, I'm gonna respond. <laughs> and then he came back, and I was like, oh, that was my chance, thank God. And you were talking about uh, ADHD and tabletop role playing, where you uh, 
and I do this too, where I set, I don't, I don't write everything out. I don't, I don't do, I don't, I, I barely prepare for my games as a DM. And I, I, I know that I want to do like a trap. I know that I want to do a puzzle. I know the general idea of the story that I want to go for, but I let the players just have at it. And I try to coincide the story the best I can around whatever they're doing. <laughs> It just works so much better than preparing this long story. And, yeah. And then maybe it gets told or maybe it gets railroaded off or whatever. It's a lot easier to do personally if you, like from my personal opinion, if you just improv it. Because then you don't build these incredibly like detailed storylines or whatnot that you're proud of and then have uh, the story go somewhere else. Because then you're either you're either railroading your party to go where you want it to. Or your party is going off into areas that you do not want them to go to or did not plan on. Uh, mm. The only issue is that with improving, um, unless you keep good notes yourself about what happened, mm. uh, you're pretty much introducing new characters and stuff on the fly. And uh, they're going to be like, well, what about uh, this guy who you introduced last session? I'm like, did I introduce that guy last session? I don't remember this. <laughs> and then you got that issue. When it comes to like characters who are story essential, I know everything about them. But when it comes to you know the guy who runs the general store and gave you this miscellaneous quest because you wanted to detour to this village, I don't know who his name was. I did not record that. I do not remember this. For, forgive me. I'm 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 dealing with Jaden for one moment. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Oh, sorry about that. No worries, no worries. I had to uh, help my son with his game right quick. He's playing Mario Kart right now, which is weird. Uh, I could never do I could never do Mario Kart. Like, um, I didn't grow up with a Wii. I just never ever got used to the controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, Smash Bros. I'm I usually get myself out in the first five seconds before anyone's even attacked me. <laughs> I uh I never really played many Nintendo games as a kid. I played mostly PlayStation games. The only Nintendo games I really got to play are Well, I played Mario and I played Pokemon. I played a few mm-hmm. other Nintendo games, but like when it came to the N64 era, I didn't really get to play them. Mostly, I just played PC yeah. or uh, PlayStation. The only Wii games I got to play when you, uh, not Wii, uh, Nintendo. Well, they were Wii games. Where when we went to uh, aunt and uncle's places because mm-hmm. they had uh, Nintendo consoles, so it'd be like play Wii Sports or Wii Sports Resort. I was a beast at sword fighting on Wii Sports Resort, but that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was about it. All right, so um. What was the last thing we were just... Oh, we were talking about ADHD and tabletop role-playing games. Okay. Yes. Um, have you had a way to help you focus past your ADHD when it comes to role-playing? Because um, I haven't. I have not. Not once. I know I, I can... I know I can focus in on things if I have to. I can focus in on the conversation at hand. But when it comes to like the grand scheme of everything, good luck. I, I have to write things down. Are you better have a document that I can keep looking at? So it really depends on what type of uh, RP I'm doing. Because uh, I have an advantage over a lot of people with uh, ADHD who do the uh, RP stuff. Because mm-hmm. I have an incredibly fast reading speed. Mm-hmm. Um, this allows me that like if it's uh, a text-based RP, I can just go back and read if a whole bunch of messages happen. And mm-hmm. I'll be caught up before the message that is being written is even finished. Right, but, that's cool. Um, but when it comes to like uh, speaking RP, uh, one of the things I've always found is just useful to keep my hands occupied. Uh, I used to have a fidget cube I'd keep in my room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea where I misplaced that because you know the ADHD thing where you set it down on the first place is convenient, and then you're like you got to retrace your steps. Going okay, I probably would have put it down here if I came down to the basement, but it's not there, so it might be over there but I don't know why it'd be over there. And you're just trying to figure out where you left it. So I have no idea where my fidget cube is currently. Um, but that was one of the main things it did. It just gave me buttons to push and a little toggle to switch back and forth. And it just kept my hands busy, which allowed oh. me to uh, focus a little bit. And you... I'm also usually RPing with a bunch of people who either are ADHD themselves mm-hmm. or are used to me with these things. So if they've been talking for a while, then they're like, uh, Wolf, what are you thinking? I'm like, I'm sorry, I was totally zoned out of that last part. Could you sum up what we were just talking about? And then they'll yeah. usually be just fine with saying what was going on. And then yeah. I usually do the same for them, too, because like I'll describe an entire turn in combat, and then I'll be like, all right, um, are you going to go? And they're like, 
what just happened? I'm like, oh yeah, just this just happened. Like, never get mad at them. Just go like, yeah, yeah, this happened. Uh, it's no worries because like I know the struggle. Who am I to, um, you know, blame them for that? I uh, when I was not the perma DM, but I was doing D and D over Discord. I'd often be playing uh, Minecraft in the background mm-hmm. because that was just a game that I did not need to focus on, but it kept my eyes and hands occupied so my ears and brain could focus on uh, what was going on in the RP. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do to kind of help myself concentrate at least or focus is the exact opposite of doing those two things. <laughs> I have to, uh, I have to sit here and I have to doodle or I either I'm doodling, I'm writing, I'm editing like uh, back when you and I used to role play together, I would edit these videos uh, and these podcasts to, um, in the background. And that would just sort of help me. I, I don't know. It's so weird having ADHD because like you have to, to tell people, listen, I focus by not focusing on you. Exactly. And, and I, then and I, when I people think uh, ADHD, a lot of times they just think um, like, it's like, oh, look, squirrel. And like, yeah, that is part of it. We do get distracted by stuff. Uh, there was this one post I was reading. It says it's really nice having a conversation with an ADHD person because they might be in the middle of telling you something and then go and then you go, oh, look at that nice duck. And they'll turn around and be like oh that is a nice duck and not be mad at all because their brain just immediately switched over there but then we also have the ability that we immediately switch back we knew where we were in conversation like uh when you left obviously both our minds wandered but when you came back you're like uh so where were we all right we were discussing this and all of a sudden my brain was back in that same slot that i'd just been in because this was a conversation that was just put on hold and now i'm back in the the same spot so it has advantages but also has a lot of uh different uh disadvantages one way I once heard ADHD described is that we think three times faster, but they're, but with three times as inefficient. So we cover a lot more information a lot faster, but our brains are worse at processing. Yeah, I got it. Oh, ah, ah, having ADHD is so horrible sometimes. Sometimes. I'm sorry. Other times I think it's also like a superpower. Uh, oh, almost. Okay. Like... Before I was medicated, uh, like, properly, I did not do well in... Like, I did well in public school because I was smart enough to get past the stuff without paying attention. Grade 11 hit me like a truck, and it wasn't just because I shattered my arm. <laughs> it was just, like, all of a sudden, this is stuff where you actually have to be paying attention to get through. And it's like, I did not pay enough attention to get through. Oh, God. Um, God. So my math was a solid 50 uh, because the teacher at my uh, math course said it wasn't worth it for me to take the course again. She gave me a pity pass, and it was like, I owe you so much for that, math teacher. I, like, I would not have enjoyed doing another year of math again. So, mm-hmm. she, the fact that she just pity passed me, because math is not my specialty. I get it. I get it. Trust me, I get it. It's All right. Like, uh-huh. Uh, just the other part of ADHD is also, like, hyper-focused, though. Like, sometimes we can oh, get God, yes. really hyper-focused. Oh, uh, God, yeah. Like, I, I do that with video games, like, single-player games all the time. Like, there was a period mm-hmm. during all of this stuff where I was playing Mass Effect. And I can't just play one game of Mass Effect. No, I had to play one, two, and three in that order, followed up by Andromeda before I could fucking put the game away uh, yeah. and delete it from my computer forever. And the reason why I even started playing it before is because there was mods. Now I'm playing it on the PC and I have access to mods and cheat codes and stuff like mm. that. So it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a blast. I'm going to get to I'm going to get to witness that one happy ending mod and be just the giddy and and I yeah, and yeah. I finished it after about 3 weeks because yeah, I people worked on are- it. People know to say my name multiple times when I'm reading a book because I do not hear you when I'm reading anything that's caught my interest. Uh, there will be times where the people on the server will be like, Wolf, 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 are you there? And I'm, <laughs> I'm totally there. I'm listening. I'm just not actually paying attention because I'm reading something that caught my interest <laughs> or God. writing something that caught my interest or you know doing anything that caught my interest. There's interest in general that gets stolen and then comes back. And because I lose, like you get all these ideas, right? Ideas will come to you at random times. I've taken habits of leaving notebooks uh, around my house in various strategic places that I know I might be there throughout the day. Because if I have an idea I want to use, just write it in the notebook and you'll know it's there for later. This wasn't a distracted time. This was my son is asking me another question. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, I, I, the ADHD thing also comes in here because whenever you're quiet for a bit, I just assume you're probably busy doing something. So I just start watching YouTube until I hear the voice come back and then... <laughs> Then I just tap back in. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. So, but with that out of the way, um, 
ADHD and role playing is a is a big hassle. I do want to tell anybody out there who does have ADHD or even ADD, um, uh, who who like to role play. It's not a horrible thing. It's okay. Like everybody in the community is generally very patient and very understanding and knows where you're kind of coming from because it turns out a lot of us have ADHD. Go figure. Um, yeah. Also, so, another thing is that if you have ADHD and you often feel like you're uh, like dumb because you're falling behind, you're not. Uh, yeah. It's just you have a, a disadvantage in this regard, and it does not mean you're stupid or a bad storyteller. It just means that you are unfortunately getting distracted. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, speaking of getting distracted, uh, one of the things I wanted to do with this podcast is when I have a guest on, ask, uh, invite them to ask any questions uh, that they may have for me if it comes to role playing or just about the podcast in general, or just anything like that. Just anything that they would like to ask me about role-playing. Do you have All a question right. for me? I don't, I don't think I have uh, questions right now. Maybe I'll have to ask if some come up, because uh, typically I like to... Uh, like, I had no idea that there was a question period. Uh, otherwise, I probably would have come up with something earlier to ask. But No, it's fine. You don't even have to ask a question. I just I like to offer that to people, just in case they're like, oh, I do have... Something I do want to ask you about this, that, or anything else. Um, yeah, ages ago, of... I did have a question, but I have long since forgotten what that question was. I might have even oh. answered it. Like, I mean, oh. like, not in, not in tonight. I meant, like, however long ago when you offered for the interview, I was like, ooh, I got a question I wanted to ask. And then I've long since forgotten that. <laughs> so, as, as one does. <laughs> and I immediately got distracted again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh... But that's, I mean, that's perfectly fine. You, um, like I was saying earlier, you don't have to have a question. It's just there in case uh, I invite someone newer on who desperately just wants to know a specific thing about a area of this weird expertise that I have somehow. Yeah. Oh, God, I've been role-playing way too much. I'm so sorry. You're you're a good resource. Uh, You got a good thing going here with the, the Discord and the website and all that. Oh, I appreciate it. Oh God, I meant to. Uh, I meant to add discords to the website, and not not my Discord, just like more discords. Like uh, recently, I got. Uh, I had someone uh, send me just like I think it was like twenty something discords to add to the website. Oh wow! And I'm just like, oh God, I, I've been I meant to do that today, and I got busy with my child and editing and enrolling my child in school and just everything else and then i was like i'm gonna take my sons in the park and then i just never did it oh boy i need to do that tomorrow all right hey um anyways so um at this point uh all the questions are done uh we've had our conversation we've had our fun uh feel free to plug yourself into anything that you want to if you are a social person if you like have a twitch or something like that you want to put in go ahead and do it now I know who you are. I think you're amazing. I think you're a great role player. Um, uh, you do you do Khajiit very well, and I know that you love Khajiit. Like that was one of the. I think that was one of the things that you talked about a yeah, lot it, ages ago. Because um, from the first time I picked up uh, an Elder Scrolls game, which you know was Skyrim, uh, I was like looking through it, and I just saw all this stuff. Like it's like, oh, you got these guys. Oh, cool. There's elves, and I was like, wait. What is this thing? It's a cat person. And I thought that was just absolutely the coolest thing ever because mm. my brain at that time had never even considered that idea. But then mm-hmm. I like, you know, started exploring and learning, found out all about the rich lore. I absolutely love the Khajiit Iliism. Uh, mm-hmm. They're talking in third person about themselves. Yeah, It's just like I fell in love with hearing that voice. And it really annoyed me that when I played uh, Khajiit characters, it was always like, oh, I do this. It's like, no, this one does this. Like, do you not know anything about the Khajiit? And then, thank goodness for uh, Skyrim on PC, there's mods for that. And mm-hmm. even ESO has an add-on that actually uh, allows you to uh, talk in third person uh, with the Khajiit Iliism. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I know about that. Yeah, it, it's been really uh, quite nice uh, to have uh, for my like not even the RP stuff when I'm just playing the game and mm-hmm. getting to, well, I guess that is a form of RP, but that's solo RP as opposed to RP with a group. So it's just like, I absolutely love that kind of mod. And um, whenever I'm like modding uh, Skyrim, right? 
It's mm. always funny to look at my mod lists and realize that like half of them have to do with Khajiit. Mm-hmm. Um, like adding their armor, uh, arms and armors, uh, adding them so that they run on all fours, which I never knew I needed until I played Guild Wars 2 and the char ran on oh, all fours. God. And I was like, oh, that is cool. And then I went looking and when you know, it's like one of the first mods I found. I'm like, well, this is going in my list. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God. 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 The the char from Guild Wars too. Anyways, we're about to have a whole ass of the conversation, and and believe it or not, I'm actually trying to wrap this up for a minute. Yeah. I'm trying to keep these interviews like close to 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> and uh, I'm fine with the stopping right away. There is just one thing though I wanted to mention earlier that I thought mm. was kind of cool, which is when you were talking about the. Uh, universe of Guild Wars and how it's uh, a mix of uh, higher technology and fantasy. And I thought it was really interesting that you brought that up because that is literally exactly what I'm uh, doing a research paper on in my college on, which is the use of technology in high fantasy settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there aren't a lot of universes that do that. Like Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls has the Dwemer. Uh, mm-hmm. Bloodborne is mostly high fantasy, but you do have some uh, stuff that's more modern. And then, of course, you got Guild Wars. And it's just, it's such an interesting concept about how magic and technology interact. And so I got, I get to do a paper about that. And I'm actually really excited to see how that's going to turn out because that's a, definitely an interesting aspect of research. I, what made you, okay, I know we're about to wrap this up. I, I know we're about to wrap this up. But I, I have to ask really quickly before you go on and ask yourself the question of the week wh- why? Why did you choose to do that as a paper for school? Uh, the honest reason is because I had a different idea for my paper before, which was the relationship between light speed, gravity, and time. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, for one of my uh, one of my stories, I'm planning to actually turn into a novel. But I'm also doing a D&D campaign in it with a few friends. And it was just some science I was mucking around. I thought this would be kind of cool to do for my research class. And mm-hmm. then I solved the issue before I could start class. I'm like, well, crap. So I just mm-hmm. basically decided, uh, like, it was like last night when I started writing the research proposal and it was submitted today. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was a couple of weeks ago I started, I started writing it. But last night was when most of the work was put in. And right. I was like, magic and technology, how they interact, how it interferes with society, what kind of difficulties would be created here? Almost all fantasy worlds are stuck in a high medieval period. And you don't usually see firearms. You barely even see crossbows in many of them. And if you do, it's usually a pretty advanced piece of technology. And it's because, as far as I can figure, magic interferes with technological development. Because if you have magic to solve your problems, why do you need to develop technology? So Mm -hmm. I thought this would be a fascinating avenue to do a research paper on. And my program that I'm in is a creative writing and publishing program. So I figured that this would be uh, something that would actually, you know, apply to the fields I hope to write in one day, or if not me, other people. So mm-hmm. that was why I decided to do the paper on it. I have like a million more questions to ask you because in in terms of like technology and high fantasy, I could go on a long like conversation about this. Well, you, you and I are going to have to have another episode where we just talk about that specifically. Well, and uh, also, uh, the paper does require a lot of sources, and I've uh, specifically mentioned in my research proposal that a lot of my sources would be anecdotal. You've played Guild Wars, you're familiar with the universe, you're familiar with uh, science fiction and technology and magic and how they interact like that. I may end up having to use you as a source. Uh, would you ever be uh, open to talk to uh, talk to about that? Just like, Oh, so God, yes. Some- God, right. yes, I, I have so much to say about the conversation and the topic itself, because I, um, uh, uh, God, no, I can't. I, I want to. I want to dig into this, like, right now, but I really, I cannot <laughs> for my life of me do that. Yeah, fair enough. Like, uh, it won't be like right now anyway. I don't have my, my meds, my ADHD meds are wearing off, and I don't have any documents open, but I do have questions I would like to ask uh, people who are familiar with it. I've got a couple people maybe in the industry who I can ask, mm-hmm. but also I figure you'd be a great source to discuss about this. So I might, I'll probably be coming to you over the course of this term and asking for uh, information on this particular relationship between uh, magic and technology. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I don't think you have anything to plug. If you, yeah, if you no, not really. <laughs> um, all right. It's your turn to ask the new question of the week. 
right. The question I was kind of thinking of is uh, when, if your character is dropped into a new culture, how do they adapt? Ooh, that's a good like, one. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that one a lot. Because, like, I was thinking in relationship to uh, Ziri herself, uh, she adapts relatively quickly because, you know, Bendari, their whole thing is they're always on the road, so they're always bumping into new cultures. But she still is, maintains her uniqueness as a Bendari, often to her own detriment. And I was kind of curious to see how our other talented writers in this Discord uh, would have to say how their character would respond to a similar uh, issue. A lot of them don't live on the road all the time like Ziri does, so... Yeah, Callie is... Ah, oh, no, I can't do this. I'll I'll answer this question next time on the next episode. I have a child who is... Yeah? You want to race Mario? Okay, I'll get it set up for you in just a moment. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. <laughs> Alright, so... No worries, dad, uh, dad duties always come first. Dad duties always comes first. Alright, so everybody, again, uh, stay, with, stay with me for a second. I'll get it. I'll do it in just a moment, okay? Come come say bye-bye with me. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. This has been Wolf. Again, thank you so much for coming on and talking about just ADHD and just everything. I love having you. I love role-playing with you. I cannot wait to role-play with you again. I love how much knowledge you have about Khajiit. I think you're so cool. And unfortunately, that's all the time that I got right now. Yeah, all right. Um, I'll definitely be looking forward to talking to you again absolutely all right everybody this has been in and out of character if you want to answer the question of the week or just come along and talk to us again discord is down below and the comments are, are in the in the description below or in the show notes or whatever that's where i put everything feel free to come and talk to us and and come accost wolf if you need to he is very good at handling it i'm joking please do not accost anybody <laughs> in my discord i mean like if you got questions about khajiit i'd probably be happy to answer Oh god, yes! Please come in and talk about Khajiit. Like half half of everybody, and at least mostly everybody in the Discord server right now, loves Khajiits at the very least. Um, and that's it, everybody. You guys have yourself a wonderful evening and have a good day. <laughs>